I wish there was a camera here to show you where I'm sitting. What, what, is, what are you and your staff safer? NBP, no better place. No better place. <laughs> this is the Rower's Choice Podcast. This is Alex Del Sordo on another Rower's Choice Podcast, and I wish there was a camera here to show you where I'm sitting. I am on the fifth floor of what would be the largest finished tower in the industry. I am overlooking 1,700 athletes, probably another 2,000 spectators watching the Sarasota Invite, but I am with the president and CEO of Nathan Benderson Park. Now, he's gonna tell you his title. It's incredibly long. It's, it's, uh, it's with a, a large organization, but it's, this is Steven Rodriguez. Uh, and we're gonna talk a little bit about um, the history of Nathan Benderson Park. We're gonna get into uh, the rowing experience and then talk about uh, what athletes and teams do and what they can get um, with an experience of training here. Because I gotta tell you, having been around the country, I can see no better place to row. So Stephen, thank you for being here. No, thank you for, thank you for being here yeah. and for having <laughs> us on. Now, listen, when I, when I was introduced to you, you gave me this long title. Can you please tell me <laughs> one more time for the audience, your title? Yeah, so, so I am president and CEO of, of the short is SANCA, which is the Suncoast Aquatic Nature Center Associates, Inc. And uh, that is a, a, a private 501c3 nonprofit that is responsible for operating and maintaining Nathan Benderson Park. And it's, it's, it's uh, 600 acres, is that right? It is, it's 600 acres. And, and actually, you know, a, a lot of people don't understand that Nathan Benderson Park um, was actually here before. It, it was named a couple uh, different things. It was North Metro Park, it was Cooper Creek Park but ultimately it is a Sarasota County Park. And the big lake that we're looking out, and, and you're right, everybody should be able to see this beautiful view. We're on the fifth floor of the Benderson Family Finish Tower. And um, you know we're looking over uh, the, the race course right now, and uh, there's, there's a very large lake, and it originally was a borrow pit um, that was from the construction of I-75. So they dug out uh, material out of here, uh, to build I-75, which is right next to us right here. And this is a true man-made uh, course then. This is a man-made. Yeah, and, and then it filled up, and it filled up with water. And, um, and the county um, ended up acquiring this property. And it was, it was a very passive park. Um, back in those days, uh, this part of Sarasota really didn't have anything. You know, if you look out the other window, the other direction, you see uh, all kinds of development and shopping and retail and so forth that, that's right here adjacent to us. But none of that was here. That, 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 you know, that was all developed within the last 10 years. Um, you know, so, so there was you know, this lake sitting in the, middle of a, you know, in the middle of a county park that was you know, really underutilized, not a very active part of, of uh, the county. And um, some, some, a group of local rowers, they discovered this. Um, and do, you, do you remember, do you know who they are? Have you, any uh, idea? There, there are several names and, and, and I fear you know, naming everybody because I'm gonna yeah, leave somebody I get out. I you get know? So, but, but there was a group of rowers, a, a community of rowers that, uh, that had found this location, thought it'd be excellent for rowing. Um, and around that same time, you know, they cleared out some of the peppers and they'd come out here and, and, and so forth. And, what year was this? Can you um, think back to Oh, goodness, that would have been back in the um, early 2000s. Uh, so it's Holy about cow. They, yeah, so, 
So and this then, is so I, I gotta say this is kind of like an overnight success, right? People think most rowers and people that come, they think that this is this was just built five years ago and it it's the success that it is. But no, this yeah, is taking no, this is almost twenty of, years. Yeah, this is this is yeah, and it's a vision of so many different individuals, you know. And and what happened was, you know, during the recession, um, there was there there was an opportunity uh, for this park and it totally did not look like this at all, um, this park to step up. And that was that FSRA, which is Florida's Scholastic Rowing Association, their state championships was going to be held just north of here in Tampa. And uh, apparently the, the bypass canal where they were going to do competition uh, didn't have enough water in it. Uh, so this community stepped up and actually did some work and hosted um, the event. Here. Wow. And that helped to to really solidify a vision that many people had and to show the potential you know that, that so that was, was the here. first regatta yeah. ever hosted here so that was the first regatta and uh and then the other one too at the same time sarasota uh invitational uh was getting started too so um so what what happened was you know you had a group of individuals you had the county that obviously was very interested in getting into the area of sports tourism. And then you had, um, you know, people from the private sector that were interested, like the Benderson family, mm -hmm. uh, that obviously put in a, a, a lot of private resources into uh, doing studies, sending staff and individuals around the country uh, to really study other rowing facilities. So yeah, and I, I want to actually get into that in a little bit. I, I, I do want people to know that you are a non-rower. You Have I you am, ever even been in a uh, boat before? I, I actually, when, when I came here, I did get on a boat. and I uh, Thank gosh. I, rode okay, a, I was going to get a little bit uncomfortable I, here. Yeah, I rode a, <laughs> a coastal uh, with, with someone, and I will tell you that... Um, I would personally love to make more time to get out on the water, but the experience was great. I did catch a couple crabs while I was out there. Oh, but, you got the lingo but, down. You, know, you get yeah, it. All but, right. Hey. But, but I'll tell you that it was so peaceful um, going out there and, and rowing, and once you kind of got your rhythm, uh, you know, it's kind of you become one with the water. There's and, nothing and better. Just, I mean, you're, yeah, you're speaking beautiful. my language now, so. but it's funny. I I... I can now have an easier conversation with you because you have been in a boat, <laughs> yeah. all right? So, now, your background is, is pretty impressive in the Florida circuit. You've, you've, uh, you were part of the Sun, was it the Suncoast Games? Is yeah. that what you Sunshine call Sunshine State Games Sunshine, is what we had Yeah, for and, a long time, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, so I, when I came here, I actually um, was with an organization called the Florida Sports Foundation for 18 years. Now, is that mostly and, youth? Uh, the Florida Sports Foundation actually does a, a few different things. So um, it is a public-private partnership, much like Sanka is, but at the state level. And uh, it, the Florida Sports Foundation partnered with the state of Florida to promote uh, sport tourism in the state of Florida and also to help develop amateur sports within the state. So Sunshine State Games was one of the event properties that we had for promotion of amateur sport. And through Sunshine State Games is actually one of the ways that I became familiar with this facility. So we started hosting our, our part of the Sunshine State Games, which was rowing and canoe and kayak um, here at Nathan Bederson Park once we started uh, developing a relationship with the park. And uh, that's kind of how I got to know uh, this facility uh, and from the other side, being an event owner and coming right. in and, and renting the facility. 
um, and that's kind of how I ended up coming coming down here. So. Well, what's what's uh, I just wrote this down, and I'm, I want to discuss this tourism. Right, Florida is no better state for tourism. Right, that that is, you yeah. you have it figured out from a, from a media standpoint, from a promotional standpoint. I think there's a lot that other states and other rowing programs could learn from what you guys are doing. I mean, the the scale of this is is not only impressive, but it's the tourism, it's the other events that you're doing here. Mm-hmm. It's the fact that ten years ago this didn't exist behind us, and now you have shopping malls and you have hotels that are exploring this. So. It's clear that your background is in that, and it's very impressive what you're doing. And, and uh, this park definitely has been uh, a very big park, and, and I would call it a, a uh, one of the attractors uh, for the Sarasota County area. And you know, when you look at the difference between attractions and attractors, which the the local visit Sarasota, the tourism agency here um, does sit and 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 identify those. Uh, those differences, but you know, a tractor is is really um, a facility or a venue um, that is specifically bringing individuals into the areas, attracting individuals in. So, this park is very unique, you know, in, in that sense because it's a niche market. You know, they've yes, taken something that that you know, there's no other place like this in the state of Florida. Uh, arguably, uh, no other place in the United States. Or I can North tell America. you, it, it does <laughs> not exist anywhere else. Yeah, I've so. been to many venues. Yeah. Uh, nothing like this exists. So, you know, the rowing community has embraced this in a big way. But how has the local community embraced this project and and what's going on here? Well, I'll tell you that that there's a couple factors related to to how the local community um, relates to this park. On a daily basis, if you come here on, you know, on a non-weekend when there's no regatta going on and you look around the 600 acres of this park, you know, you notice that we have a paved path that's about six kilometers in, in length that goes all the way around the lake. Yep. You see people running and walking and rollerblading and cycling and, and you know, enjoying, uh, you know, that amenity here. You know, we have a beautiful playground if you look out this other window here and, and you see families out there enjoying the playground, pushing their strollers down the coach's path, which they don't consider that a coach's path. It's a beautiful path that's going down the, <laughs> right. the, by the water that you can push a stroller on. So, um, so you have that aspect of the general public being able to utilize you know, this, this public asset or this public park. Um, then you have, you know, the aspect of what you see outside right here, and that is, you know, and you're seeing a couple different things right now. Number one, there's the tourism aspect. You're seeing visitors that are coming into the area for, you know, to come compete in rowing, and they're staying at hotels and eating at restaurants, and the community feels that impact. You know, it creates uh, or generates, uh, obviously, revenue. Uh, it creates jobs, you know, and, and I'm sure the, the local restaurant owners and so forth oh, they love enjoy it. it, you know, they Absolutely. love it, yeah. So the hotels love it. But you also see what is it that it does for the sport, you know, and, and, and you look locally at rowing here in Sarasota County um, and, and, you know, look how well that, that local rowers are doing in the clubs and so forth that they have this opportunity to have an amazing facility right here in their backyard. Um, the clubs before major regattas um, will come out here and train. They're able to utilize the facilities and so forth. 
and um, and really they get to have major regattas in their backyard. So so they obviously don't have to travel, and they get to to have more you know more athletes coming in and competing or entering more boats. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so, so there's that, you know, there's multiple aspects of it, but the, the most unique thing is if you spend some time here in, in this, in really in this immediate area and go over to the hospital here, Sarasota Memorial Hospital, go into the hotel right here, the Homewood Suites and look at their decor. They have embraced rowing. Yes, that's right. You know, yeah. and, and you look around, and it's amazing. Even I was at a restaurant the other day, uh, grabbing some quick lunch, and I looked up, and it's all rowing pictures on the wall. You know, so this it's really become part of the culture. It has. This reminds me, uh, my favorite movie of all time is Field of Dreams. I feel like James Earl Jones needs to stand here and give a speech about how great this place <laughs> is for for rowing, for rowers, and people that love the sport. It is. It is the field of dreams. You have, for spectators, you have this massive strip of land for a car to run down and give you uh, constant footage of, of the race. You have the, the, the track around the park for coaches to go around. You could train athletes here and never actually go in the water because you have access as a coach along the footpath. It really is spectacular, and it has made an impact on this community. So, um, I, okay, there's a strip of land that runs down the entire length of the course, and there's a huge screen at the finish line for people to watch. But I, I think I'm mistaken. What what actually is that well, out there? Well, that, that is, um, you know, many people do think that's a strip of land, but actually that is our wave attenuator. Uh, wave should, attenuator? Yeah, so okay. it is a concrete floating dock that's about a mile long uh it, oh, it, it costs about five million dollars uh to to uh to develop and oh to my install. gosh and um that's one of the things that makes this facility uh unique is uh the wave attenuation system what it's done is it's uh it's designed to absorb wake and and waves so that helps to keep the water flat Whenever there's a, 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 a west or easterly uh, wind, um, where in most lakes you would see white caps, that course will stay flat. And you have a bank of trees that run the entire length as well, so you're protected yeah. in any crosswind situation. Yes, so, so we are. And actually all the banks, uh, when this was dredged out and so forth, the banks were, uh, were purposely sloped. Uh, in order to help uh, absorb wake as well. Wow. So it really keeps the course fair. And um, well, the other thing too that, that doubles as is that is a TV lane. So when we're doing broadcasting here, uh, you can drive a small car on there uh, with a camera on top. Uh, we have Wi-Fi, it's all Wi-Fi. How about Wi drones? Do you allow drones on yeah, this we course? Yeah, do, we do allow drones. And yeah, so it's, it's all Wi-Fi enabled all the way down and you have the platforms and so forth. Uh, so really, we have, um, when we do broadcasting, you'll have uh, the announcers sitting in the car and wow. they'll actually be announcing from the, the car and then um, they can come all the way down uh, to the finish tower or more recently what we've been doing is stopping them at the island. Yep. They turn around and then the coverage takes over with like a drone. Like a launch or something? Oh, and a drone. So, you know, one of the things that Rower's Choice is really pushing for is better media in our sport. So, 
Look, I, when I was rowing, I, I still row, but when I competed at an early age, in 2000, 2001, you would watch five seconds of a race, 10 seconds of a race. Your parents would drive yeah. hours upon hours. <laughs> they would fly all over the place and they'd say, hey, great job. We watched 10 seconds of your race. There's not a lot of courses in this country still today that has an opportunity to film an entire race. It creates a story. It gets people engaged even more. And you guys have done it right here. Absolutely. And, and uh, yeah, the, throughout the, each of those platforms that you see out there on the wave attenuation system, we do have uh, uh, cameras, cameras that are uh, web quality. Uh, so doing any of this type of streaming that you see on the Jumbotron right now, putting it up on web, on, for webcast, uh, that's all plug and play here. In terms of broadcast quality, we have all the fiber optics that run all the way down there. It's underneath Jeez. the lake. Uh, so that's plug and play where you bring in broadcast uh, quality cameras and just plug right in. Uh, I'm so, learning something so new every all, time here. Yeah. This is incredible. So it's, yeah, it's all set up for, for that. And, and, and uh, those, those, um, those platforms out there, are those by 500-meter increments or 250-meter um, increments? It looks like they are, yeah, 500-meter yeah. increments. Is, wow. Is so you have, you have constant visual of every race, of every angle. Mm -hmm at all times now that but that's not done at every race you only do that at the major regattas uh the bigger ones but but now you know more and more people are asking for it you know because they understand it it's like you said it's becoming a standard you it, know that, yes you've that, created the you standard know, no matter no matter what this what the size is people want to be able to watch a race from start to finish the the now i think you started when this was this happened but the 2017 world championships that was my first real experience at an international race, unfortunately on U.S. soil. I ended up going to Linz and some other places in my, in my time. But what you did there was unbelievable. The grandstands, the noise. I remember being in the front part of that island around a bunch of Italians losing their <laughs> minds as the Italian pair came down to win the gold medal. Um, what was that weekend or week like hosting it, the one of the largest regattas in it, the world? It was a wonderful, uh, wonderful week of activity here. Um, a lot of energy, like you explained. Um, and, and I'll tell you, I came in right about a month, you know, is when I came down here before the World Road wow, Championship. Wow. So, and we really haven't stopped since. You know? So. We have a couple big um, but, events but, coming up. What's coming yeah, up for so, you uh, for, for this year? So, well, this right here, the, the Sarasota Invitational Regatta uh, that we're at right now is kind of the start of regatta season for us. So uh, we'll, we'll start moving into uh, events like the FSRA, Sculling and Sweep Championships, which are different weekends. Mm -hmm. uh, we host FIRA here, which is Florida Intercollegiate uh, Rowing Association. Uh, we'll do U.S. Rowing Southeast Regionals. And then we'll also have uh, U.S. Rowing's Youth Nationals. Uh, and then the, the other exciting thing in terms of, um, you know, our, our, our position in the Olympic movement is we're hosting Olympic trials here. So uh, which will be in March and then also in April. That's going to be an incredible, uh, incredible weekend for sure. And, and here's a cool little fact about that. So the, the week in March when we're doing Olympic trials, the last day of competition is Saturday. And, uh, and it'll end in the morning time. And then we will turn this facility over and have it ready uh, for course familiarization that afternoon at three o'clock. 
uh, for the ITU World Cup Triathlon, which will be a qualifier for uh, athletes that are trying to get, trying to get into Tokyo for triathlon. Holy cow! So, yeah, so that that shows that that this this park was not only built for rowing, it is a multi-sport, you know, a multi-event center. So. I, a lot of, uh, well, the lesson here I'm learning is you, you have to get beyond rowing to make something really, really successful. You've <laughs> okay. made this a success on the backs of other sports, of other opportunities, and that's pretty impressive. I do want to talk about, though, what it's doing for rowing outside of the people here in Florida. So you have a lot of college teams and high school teams coming here, right, to train. Yeah. Walk me through that experience. What what do they get coming down here for a week or two? Well, uh, I, I guess the primary thing that they get is, is access to a FISA Class A, you know, international race course that they, that they can come and, and enjoy and, um, you know, really we have oh goodness team training has grown over the years yes. and uh and in this past uh year we had over 2600 athletes in the area for for the year uh coming in for team training uh, it's a and, larger number training, than i expected yeah and training camps um you know and when you add up the number of days um that that teams are staying here is over 1100 days you know Whoa. Of teams staying so um, you know, so it is, it is a busy time and it has grown for us that, that really for us team training or training camps in, in addition, you know, really are running from December until almost into June. Um, you know, so it's no longer just those very cold winter months, mm -hmm. but, uh, teams are coming down and individuals are coming down. Uh, U.S. Rowing uh, has has uh, been doing a few this past year Olympic development camps. That's right. Uh, training camps going on here, so uh, their involvement has has been uh, you know great, and uh, you know I know their vision is to to continue their involvement you know in the park and to bring more training camps and to uh, have more uh, athletes training here. Mm. Uh, so you know I know that that we have uh, several U.S. Rowing. Uh, athletes uh, that do train out here regularly that are individuals. Um, oh, like training for national but, team Olympic yeah, level type yeah, stuff. Yeah, okay. so, and then we have, um, you know, then we have your, your normal teams that come in, the University of Virginia or Harvard, you know, or UPenn that, that come down here and, and, uh, and train regularly. And goodness, this year, Michigan State, uh, they, they, uh, they booked four separate Visits here, you know, so. Well, they're still, they're not going to be on the water for a long time, so I can see why they would book those yeah, trips. But, but what is, what is that, what is the experience, so, so how does it work? So a team contacts you and says, hey, I want to train here for a week. What, what is all involved yeah, with that experience? Yeah, so, so really what we have to understand is what their needs are. So uh, when they're coming in, how many days uh, do they need uh, to be on the water? Obviously, we have to schedule that. Um, it does get uh, the, the scheduling. Uh, I, I, God bless our staff because uh, they're great at it and, and accommodating all the requests. But you know, you could have periods of time uh, where we might have seven, eight different teams that are here training at the same time. So wow, you can, but you can, you can, you yeah, can but we can that. accommodate it. We can handle it. Uh, it's just a matter of uh, understanding what their needs are. You know, for morning and evening use. Uh, to come out and we designate those times. Obviously, you see we have plenty of water, 
Uh, so, so that coordination is great. We have uh, launch boats here, so nobody has to bring, you know. That's all provided. Launch boats. Yeah. That's all provided. Yeah, it's all in there, uh, and 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 uh, you know, it's kind of an a la carte, you know, menu for teams to come down and. Uh, and then we also have uh, just recently we added this year uh, a fleet of shells uh, that that are out there that if teams don't even want to bring their boats, you know that that you know we can have that available. Very rarely do you get a chance for college coaches to have someone help them with scheduling. That's a that a, that right there is better than any other experience I've ever had coaching or going to another location. It's a free for all, and yeah. then it's a mess. But so you actually have people. Scheduling. How about how about staying and food and accommodations? Yeah, so how, there's what, 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 what you know that? everyone's different in what their needs are. Um, so we're able to to set up the room blocks uh, for teams that choose uh, that they want us to do it. And you work with the local um, hotels. Just yeah, down we the have street. local hotels. I mean, literally, you see the one right here right out there, the window. Yeah. We got yeah, one right. uh, that's walking distance. Uh, that's very popular because yeah, then you don't have to worry about transportation. And in this immediate area, you know, you have plenty of food options as well. Uh, but we do have caterers uh, that work with with us at the park on a regular basis that are able to uh, service teams' needs if they want to do catering uh, through you know at at the hotels and so forth that may not be full service. Um, but even even in this area, you know, a few miles down the road, you have the Lakewood Ranch area, uh, which has a beautiful little downtown mm -hmm. and, and so forth. And I've seen teams, I've driven through there during team training time, and I've seen teams that have walked from here to downtown Lakewood Ranch as part of kind of their activity and workout, and they eat their lunch, and then they come back. So there's plenty of, of you know, options of things to do um, here, in, here in the immediate area. Plenty of housing uh, opportunities if it's not right here in, in walking distance, and we even have some right across the street that are walking uh, distance. We have other, uh, you know, affordable hotels that are that are right down the road. No, here I know. Yeah, we're staying park. not too far from here. Yeah. So, that's, so, that's perfect. so there's there's lots of options uh, for teams to come down that have different budgets. You know, we understand that all programs aren't equal, right? Sure, of course. <laughs> of course. You're, no one's Michigan State coming down here four times <laughs> in a few months. Um, do you advertise a standard cost or a price just to use the lake? Is there? Yeah. So the standard cost is it's five dollars per athlete per day uh, to to come out and utilize the lake. So and that gives that gives the coach the ability to park their trailer here. Yep. Boats on slings out, and then you schedule within yeah, the limits schedule, of what can be and done. And then if they need launch boats, you know, obviously we we have a cost for the use of the launch boats, which are very affordable and pretty much covers the gas on them. And, I mean, what, what, know, what so. an inexpensive opportunity for, for teams. Yeah. I, I, I was expecting a much higher number. Yeah. And now I'm thinking Florida, again, has done a great job with flights. You have an, you have an airport down the road at Sarasota. You have Tampa not too far away, Orlando. Yeah. Flights here to this state are very inexpensive. Uh, and that, and I, get, I can understand how teams now are buying into that concept of being able to train here for a week or, or even 10 or 15 days. Well, and I think as, as teams understand or know now that we have a rental fleet as well, it's going to become even it's bigger. Know, yeah, easier for just just jump on a plane, come down, yeah. fly into Tampa or Sarasota. I mean, the worst yeah, problem you're going to have is, door. you know, pushing people away and saying, I'm sorry, I can only put eight teams here this well, week. Yeah, yeah, well, we'll figure it out. We'll, yeah. <laughs> you can always do more. Yeah, yeah. We I, do, you know, the neat thing, too, is we do have some other locations here in, in, uh, in the area in Sarasota and Manatee County. 
one of those that, that is popular um, that's up in Manatee County. Um, and, and it's kind of unique is Fort Hammer. Um, and that's a Manatee County Park, and they have a small boathouse up there. Do you are you involved in, in that at they, all, or are you just we, you just say hey, it. go check it we, out? We actually schedule it, so okay. so that that booking would go through us. All right. Uh, so we do have some teams that will actually uh, they'll split their day and split their you know crews, and half of them will be training here, and then the other half will go to Fort Hammer to do long distance training. Uh, so because it enters right onto the Manatee River. So uh, I'm sorry. I'm not I am paying attention I'm just watching a resolute cross first in a victory on a race. So I just got a little <laughs> excited I had to I had to enjoy that That's moment. a sense of pride you get that. <laughs> I do I do get a sense of pride and I'm sure you get a sense of pride in this I mean look at yeah. this you have you have you have built something that's t again I, I'm a rower we love this these kind of things we're, we're watching and experiencing rowing at the highest level right now. This is incredible. You're, you're, it is, it's, it's very proud of, you know, we're very proud of everything we do here. Here's the fun, here's, here's a couple little facts, you know, about the park. Um, first off, in, in terms of impact for the community, um, this past year, uh, the economic impact from events that came into this area was over $35 million. Come on. Yeah. For, Holy for the cow. Um, you know, so, so the, the, the county, uh, the residents are getting a great return on investment. And the funny thing is, too, is that this park, if you notice, it's a county park. It's operated privately. And any funding that comes from the county to help operate this park comes from tourist development tax dollars. So the community gets a public park at no cost to their local taxes. Wow. You know, the residents don't pay for this at all. So uh, it's the visitors that end up paying for it and, uh, and it's operated at cost savings. So it's a great asset for the community. The other, the other funny thing is you know, I know we're, we're talking rowing, uh, which is what we're known for, but rowing is really only 25% of the events that we do here at the park on a regular basis. We're, we're operating, um, well, last year was over 130 events that we did in a year. We were running wow. between our programs that we do, uh, which are both land and water-based, and the events that we do in team training uh, we were operating 362 days out of the year uh, last year. So the park is always active. Uh, we do, uh, one of the biggest events we do is actually a third of July. We do it the day before the fourth, uh, third of July fireworks show. And you could literally, literally sit where we're at right here and look out and we shoot off fireworks right in the middle of the lake, right off of the wave attenuating system there. Wow. And, uh, and it's beautiful and it actually would be right about eye level too from where we're at. So we get about 20,000 people. This entire 20, area is impacted all the way around the lake. People are parked and you know, it's a great view. That is know? a huge and, party. Yeah. That is a huge, yeah, the wow. whole The whole area, the UTC area up there on the north, <laughs> their parking lot, they park about 3,000 cars up there, you know, that are overflow from here. So, <laughs> so yeah, it is a big party. So you should I, come down I, I, I'm going to have to come down. I, I'm yeah. gonna, I can't, how would I, why would I miss that? Yeah. I mean, that yeah. would be incredible. <laughs> I got to book my hotel now though. Jeez. So are there other big, um, I, I have a couple more questions rowing specific, but I, I, I do want to ask, 
What other big projects are you doing on this land in the future? Are there anything that you're adding? Is there anything that you're changing? Because this has been, again, over the 10 years I've been here, huge developmental changes. I'm sure the community, you, you know, you're doing a lot of work around here. So are there any other projects happening there, on land? There are. So um, the, the biggest thing that, that really, when you look out the window that you see that's missing out here is, uh, is boat storage, you know? So, mm. uh, so that is the next big fundraising project is for a, a boathouse. But for us, it's not just a boathouse, it's a community center. And, you know, it, it, it would entail boat, indoor boat storage, um, but it's a place for our programs to be. It's a place for uh, teams that come in for training to have their own space. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so so it, it would encompass event, indoor event space, support facilities for events, our administrative offices, uh, boat storage. So that's kind of the next big Is that far off right in there. the uh, horizon or is that it, something that's soon, you think? You know, I, I would say that, um, you know, in probably the next few months, uh, we'll start seeing a fundraising campaign oh, wow. out. Uh, for that, so and, and I would see that as probably a three to five year project of fundraising, and then um, and then really getting it built. Um, so <clears throat> we have a, um, a, a a great private donor that has uh, pledged a uh, a matching gift wow. uh, of up to uh, four million dollars uh, for that project. Uh, which we're estimating will be uh, anywhere from eight to ten million dollar uh, boathouse is what we're what we're planning. Uh, so so that'll be a great uh, that that'll, that'll that'll be, be quite that'll, that'll be a that, wow. I mean and that'll be a great that'll be a great opportunity for somebody that loves rowing and wants to get their name on a giant structure that's right next to I seventy five. So. Listen, I'm going to start saving now, and I will do my best <laughs> to come up with that. Uh, uh, CJ and I, uh, we are we, we spent a couple days here in Florida. We went to what I consider the mecca of boathouses in Tampa. That thing, Tampa River Rowing Center, is spectacular. But this is the course to be at. So I know that when you get your boathouse, um, it is going to be a hard place to beat because yeah. that is going to be amazing. My, 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 my last question about rowing um, is I'd like to know how involved has U.S. rowing been specifically with the layout of this, of the, of the course, and then rowing in general. I mean, how much have you collaborated with our organization? Well, U U.S. rowing uh, has been very, uh, very involved, um, and, and FISA as well. So FISA um, certainly was providing input um, and, and ideas into the layout of this, uh, of this course, mm -hmm. uh, and of this facility. And actually one of the FISA, uh, staff and representatives came up with the concept of the return canal. Oh uh, yeah. So, so they, uh, they, they kind of came up with that idea of all of a sudden this turned what we're standing on right now right. into an island. Um, you know, so that, that makes that makes that, for a, yeah. a much better uh, segment um, sections of racing, right? You can you don't have to wait ten minutes, or you have traffic yeah. patterns. The, the traffic pattern here is is one of the best I've ever seen, uh, un uninterrupted racing at all yeah. times. Well, it's funny because when when I first uh, you know saw this facility and utilized it and came to work here, I I thought this was normal, and then as I started traveling, uh, especially in Europe. And looking at courses out there, and I'm like, 
wait a second, they're stopping so fast, they have to turn around. <laughs> yeah. So I realize how, what a unique, you know, uh, I guess, uh, characteristic for this facility. And, and look, you're, not, you're yeah. not a rower, but I got to tell you, I raced in, uh, in California back in college, and there is a race, on uh, Redwood, it's in Redwood. Mm-hmm. You're racing, you're exhausted. You can't even think straight come, come the finish line, and the coxswain, one stroke past the finish line, screams at you, check it down right away. <laughs> you have 10, 15 meters to check it down and stop before yeah. you crash into a wall. So whatever, <laughs> FISA and all the traveling and the experiences that you've done, you've done it right here. The athletes can rest and take a minute. I'm watching it right now. There's, yeah. I don't know, seven or eight boats over there that just finished a nice hard race. And the next race coming down isn't here, yeah. gonna reach for another four or five minutes. So yeah, and then perfect. You have a nice, yeah, you have a nice little uh, opportunity to keep your legs moving. We well, also have mom and dad that can run around here on yeah. the end and, and we you know, say hi to Johnny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Great job, Johnny. We do see that a lot. So, so you, you, you mentioned something that I, I, I do wanna hear a little bit more about um, and it's you, you traveled around the world. So you talk to me about that. I mean, you, you, cl- you just said it, you clearly have been over in Europe, you've seen other courses. How has that made an impact on you and what you do here at this race course? Well, I, I will tell you that the credit goes to people that were here way before me. And, and there are individuals that uh, probably hit every course of, throughout the world um, and, and took ideas and took the good and the bad and, wow. and analyzed it. And I mean, there was a lot of research that was done and thought that was put into the design um, of, of this course. And, and I will say that, you know, my observations really are more retrospective, you know, in that sense of understanding and, and realizing, you know, the thought that has been, that really was put in here and what we have and understanding the differences of what we have uh, between you see that and what you see in other race courses. And I'll tell you, I, your first statement about this finish tower, I mean, yeah, I haven't seen a, a better finish tower yet. You, know, you have not. You will not. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, the neck, the, there's, there's one that every rower knows, and it's the finish tower at, uh, on, on the Schuylkill. Um, and that, that is a classic in its own right. It's literally falling apart. Uh, it's been around for a very long time. But any, any rower will tell you, you know, where do you think rowing is? Where's the place to be? And they say, man, it's the Schuylkill. I mean, that, that Philadelphia Boathouse Row, it's, it's spectacular. But this creates a new future for rowing. And I wanna, I'm going to ask this. I know it's a hard question, but do you think parts of the country see you as the new standard? You know, I, I think they do. Um, and uh, I will say that, um, you know, as other communities are probably developing uh, their own courses, if any do down the road. Uh, certainly, I think this will be uh, one of the first stops that anyone will be making when they're studying, you know, uh, race courses throughout the world, uh, coming to Sarasota and Nathan Benerson Park. But, you know, we have, you know, such a unique situation here. And I will tell you that you know, we talk so much about the attributes of this facility, yep. the wave attenuator, the fair, you know, the fair course that we have, you know, that was Eight lanes across. Yeah, that was purposely dredged, you know, with, with consistent depth. And you've got the return canal and you've got all these great attributes. But the other thing too that you can't change is, you know, you notice you go to a lot of facilities and they're typically, they're not in the heart of a, 
entertainment district. No, I mean, we're no. like, we're right off of, you, you can look out the window right there. There's I-75. You got two exits to choose from to come here. And then you can walk to a major mall and, and, and with shopping and restaurants. And it, it's just, it's a unique, um, you know, uh, I guess location. And, um, you know, one, one of the recent events we just got awarded uh, was the IDBF, which is International Dragon Boat Federation's uh, World Club Crew Championships. Yeah. We traveled out to Thailand for that bid and we actually went to their world championships. And yeah, the, their, their race course is in the middle of nowhere, you know, let alone going to Thailand and then going <laughs> yeah. to another city you know, and all that. So, and, and yeah, you see just, uh, you know, again, a, a lot of courses that don't have a much around them. Um, you know, and I think that's just the nature of, hey, you know, a lake is where it is. So, <laughs> so, so if I'm, if I'm um, let's say I was a guy that I lived in Colorado and, and I <clears> called <throat> you up and said, hey, you guys built something special. Give me some advice. What, what could I do to build something like this? Give, give, what would advice, what would be advice you would give to someone trying to do something similar? Well, in another I, part I of the think, country? I think the number one thing is, is what we just talked about, you know, study, 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 yeah, research, right. research learn from the good things and the bad things that you see in other places you know talk to as many individuals as possible get your community involved um you know this would not have happened without a lot of different you know partners uh this was not a solely a sarasota county you know uh initiative it was not solely a manatee county initiative it solely wasn't a Benderson development initiative. It was a lot of different individuals that came together mm -hmm. uh, with, a, with a common goal, and that is to create a unique facility that is the best in the world and to drive tourism to the area and to give people another reason to, to uh, learn what's here in Sarasota and Manatee counties, um, you know, and more importantly, to provide something that our local community, our local growing community can be proud of. There is a rumor that you're doing something in the room that we're sitting in. Can we, you we tell are. me what's happening? So we're sitting right now on the fifth floor of the finish tower, which is the, the highest enclosed uh, floor of, of the uh, Benderson family finish tower. And right now we are working with the U.S. Rowing Foundation uh, to create a, uh, a preview center for the U.S. Rowing uh, Hall of Fame. Whoa! And, uh, and to have a museum up here. Uh, so it'll be beautiful, and, and uh, I wish I could show the viewers uh, pictures of, of the layout and so forth, but uh, we will be honoring uh, Hall of Fame members uh, up here. We'll wow. have photographs that relate back to Hall of Fame members. We'll have memorabilia. Uh, we'll be, uh, we'll be... When does this project start? We'll, uh, we're going to launch it uh, this year. It'll probably launch in anywhere between April and June is when we'll have everything up here. Uh, so you'll get Can to I get an invite in. to come and... Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> no, you'll see, you'll get to see old medals, old photographs, you know, displays like, you know, 
rowing themed music displays and programs of world championships and posters of world championships and old trophies and uh, you know, and, and we actually have, there's a, a, a boat coming right now. Um, so there's, there's a uh, Olympic uh, gold medal um, uh, double that's coming down right now that will be hanging up up here. From what Couple era do Olympic, you know? Uh, oars, I think it was 1950s. Wow, okay, there. sure. Uh, so This yeah. is a wooden hull then. I mean, this is an old yeah, wooden. So, in fact, and we have an old wooden hull down on the second floor right now. Uh, that was one of the, the first uh, documented shells to be rowed here in Sarasota. We had that boat in our facility, and I think I was the one that drove it down here. Did you? I think I was. <laughs> That's great, yeah. yeah. I well, am it's deeply on the connected. Floor, you gotta go We're going to go see. Uh, I am deeply connected with this place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Believe me. That is, a, that is a, wow. I am, now I'm really excited about this. So you're going to have on the fifth floor of the best finish line tower in the country, possibly the world you're gonna have the u.s rowing hall of fame yep yep we will have it here and uh and you know this this space that you know especially the second and fifth floors here you know we rent out uh during the week and and weekends when they're not regattas to people doing meetings and receptions so it'll be really cool rental space for somebody to oh, come sure. in and want to do a reception among all this you know rowing history um, but but I say preview center because when we build that community center and boathouse, that'll be one of the aspects of it is we'll have designated space for a full-fledged Hall of Fame. And, and this is something there. that you've collaborated with the U.S. So, rowing on specifically, yeah, yeah, right? The this U.S. Is... rowing foundation and yeah, U.S. rowing. So, so look, it, uh, just just to recap here, this is pretty spectacular. You, uh, uh, it was spotted by a group of rowers twenty plus years ago. Any rower, any parent that hears about this place thinks that it's an overnight success. It's a 20 year overnight success. It has taken 20 years to build what we see as the no better place, right? The mecca of, of rowing uh, for racing. It's been a, it's made a huge impact on the community, which I think we want to take to other parts of the world and other parts of the country. And as said, it was done with global research. I, I, I had no idea, I quite honestly, I had no clue that the group of, of, of Sanka and other people who were involved traveled the world to see other venues. It's amazing. And look, you've built and you're managing uh, a rower's paradise. So Stephen, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank uh, you. I have had a blast and I'm going to take a lot of this and, and, uh, and spread the word. I mean, I, I, I think that this place is something special and I hope that the listeners here will start calling you up to say, hey, you know what, I want to come train here. Wow. Thank you so much for this Thank opportunity, you. and Thank I really you. appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun. Come back anytime. This is the Rower's Choice Podcast. Rower's Choice is made up of finish line shell repair, Resolute Racing Shells, and Slex USA.